Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Knowing You podcast. I am your host, Jessica Smith. If today is your first day joining me on the podcast, welcome. And if it is your not first time being here, then thank you so much for returning back to the podcast. This is an episode I've been thinking about for a few months, actually. This is something that I've been wanting to talk about for a while, and I went back and forth on whether to include a guest on this episode, and I decided not to. I've been praying about it, and, you know, I think the Lord just wanted me to speak my thoughts and opinions, and, you know, of course I can always come back to this topic if you guys want a guest and want more information on this and all that, so, you know, I, it's not like a set in stone thing, like a one-time thing where it's like once I talk about it, it's the only time I talk about it, so that was helpful in trying to decide what I was going to be, like the structure of this video. Um, ignore my kittens. They're just running around causing a chaotic mess as always. If you hear little jingle bells, <laughs> they have little bells in their collar um, and they're just, you know, exploring and being really cute and running around. But this is go. I don't know how long this episode's going to be. It could be 10 minutes. It could be an hour long. I, ha- I really have no idea because I feel like I could talk about this forever, but I also want to be short and succinct. So because um, I want to keep you guys engaged. But this topic is something that I want to f- you know, put a disclosure out there to begin with. And it's that I'm not trying to put a condemning spirit on anybody. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. And nor will we ever be perfect. The only perfect person to have ever walked the face of the earth is Jesus. And, you know, this is something that I really did want to talk about, though, because I've had a serious revelation in the last few months about our culture and what it really looks like to be diving fully into what it would be called a Jesus follower and living in the light with the Lord and what that's supposed to really look like. And times have drastically changed in the last 10 years. Some may say that it's become incredibly more progressive. Some may say that it's become more secular, depending on who you ask. And the truth is, is that it's both. And one day Jesus will return. There's no doubt about it. And one day there will be a time with no pain, no sickness, no poverty, and what we would call a utopia with the presence of God. And it's just really crazy to me, like that there are people that wouldn't want that. Like who wouldn't want to be in a world like that? And Jesus doesn't talk about bringing people to heaven. He talks about bringing heaven to earth and what that looks like in his kingdom, the kingdom of God. So yeah, we are as a a society, we are moving away from God. He created the heavens and earth. And it's so crazy to me as to why because even though he created us and he created earth, why our society is pushing towards or away from him. If you think about it, we're just moving spiritually further and further away from him. And this is fully the enemy coming to pull you away from him and to teach you that following Jesus is about a set of rules, that you're locked up in chains and that you're doing certain things in order to go to heaven, but you're being lied to. John 10.10, Jesus says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it full. Most importantly, we need to know that there are opposing forces and spirits against us. It's not just earth with humans, animals, plants, whatever, and like, that's it. It's like, Yes, Jesus is great, and there is Jesus, and there is God, but on the other hand, we have opposing forces as well. Ephesians 6.12 tells us, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. It might feel like a daily battle to follow Jesus, or to want to get to know him, or to walk in the light with the Lord, and 
that's because it is. And Satan isn't hiding anymore. He's in plain sight and you should be worried. People are always going to be saying, it's fine. What I do is fine. It doesn't affect anyone else. Who cares what I do in my life? I'm just living my best life. It's fine. Oh, you Christians, blah, blah. Like have some fun let up a little bit. And what's insane is that like what you do in private and, you know, what you do by yourself, it's not just in private. It's not just confidential. It's not just with you. Luke 8, 17 says, for nothing is hidden that will not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open. We need to be doing things that glorify God. We need to be humble servants. And that's not what I'm seeing in this culture today. Jesus says in Matthew 20, 27, whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be a servant of all. Because even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Culture is pulling us away from this. And culture was never really in line with Jesus. If you think about it, the kingdom of God is an upside-down kingdom. It was lifting up the oppressed. It was lifting up women and children. It was putting, not necessarily putting down, but it wasn't prioritizing the rich, or the powerful, or the prideful in any way. And If you think about who Jesus is and who God is, he is a humble God. When he came, when when God was speaking to Moses, we're going back to Exodus, back to the Old Testament, right? When he appeared to Moses, he appeared as a little smoke in a bush that appeared to be on fire, right? It's crazy because when you think of an almighty, powerful God, you think like, why not have a grand entrance? Why not like lightning bolt the crap out of the earth and be like, I am here I am your God. This is what we're doing. But he is humble. He came through a little smoke of fire in a burning bush to appear to Moses. And if you also think about Jesus and his way to his death up in Jerusalem, he rode to Jerusalem on a donkey. That is not a like powerful symbol of an animal, right? Like a donkey is like a small little donkey. You know, it could have been a stallion, a powerful, like big animal, but it was a donkey and he was crowned with thorns and he washed people's feet. Like he is a humble God. So we need to think about how we need to be humbling ourselves before the Lord and thinking what it really means to know Jesus. He comes to heal the sick. Jeremiah 30, 17 says, but I will restore you to health and heal your wounds. And if you were oppressed, he came to uplift you. Psalm 82.3 says, defend the weak and the fatherless. Uphold the cause of the poor and oppressed. He made women and children known and he uplifted them. 1 Timothy 3.11 says, in the same way, the women are to be worthy of respect, not malicious talkers, but temperate and trustworthy in everything. Proverbs 31.29, many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. And verse 30 says, honor her. For all that her hands have done, and let her works bring praise at the city gate. We just need to think about what our culture is prioritizing at the moment. It's prioritizing people that are successful. It is prioritizing prideful people. It is prioritizing people with money, right? We are glorifying the celebrities. We are glorifying things that do not represent the kingdom of God, and this is a problem. Ephesians 5 15 through 16 says, look carefully how you walk, not as the unwise, but as the wise, 
making the best use of your time, because the days are evil. Do not be foolish and understand the will of the Lord. And guys, the days are evil. We have a problem. Our culture is glorifying porn. It's over-sexualized. Pretty much everything. Everyone's creating an OnlyFans. We are creating and sharing movies and music about sex and drugs. How people are talking even now. People are swearing and cursing more than ever. People are constantly partying and getting drunk. Look at what people are wearing People and what people are posting on social media. And people partaking in Halloween and going and visiting witchcraft markets, playing in witchcraft spirits, trusting in tarot cards, astronomy, and zodiac signs. There is blasphemy everywhere. And this needs to be recognized and acknowledged immediately. Because when you are playing with other spirits, you cannot be filled with the spirit of God. Ephesians 5.18 says, Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to reckless indiscretion. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. When you are engaging in witchcraft, when you are engaging with tarot cards, when you are engaging in things that are not the will of God or that represent the kingdom of God, and you can find what those things are in your Bible, when you are engaging in things that are like that, you are opening yourselves up to be vulnerable and manipulated by demonic spirits, whether you realize it or not. And we are made in the image of God. We need to be acting like it. The spirit of God lives in us as believers. And we need to realize that and realize that when people interact with us, believers or not, that they are interacting with little bits of heaven. Have you ever thought about it like that? That's something that I heard a few months ago that really spoke to me. It's like, God is the God of heaven and earth, and the Spirit of God lives in us when we decide to follow him, and we decide to follow Jesus. So when we decide to say yes, we are little heaven representatives. Isn't that absolutely amazing and incredible? So we need to start acting like it. We cannot be not fulfilling the will of God. And calling ourselves believers. And of course we mess up. I mess up. I've messed up. And that's okay. That's kind of the point. That there's grace. That there's forgiveness. And that our almighty God loves us so much. That he's going to do whatever it takes to have a, rela- to have a relationship with us. We cannot entertain spirits of darkness. As little representatives of God. And of heaven. We must remain in the light. And we must be filled with the spirit of God. And this is my challenge for you. And this is the challenge that I have for myself even. We need to live above reproach. And in the beginning, it's going to be hard. It's going to feel lonely and it's going to feel unpopular. Because if you think about what our culture is glorifying, what is popular, it's not what Jesus has put forth and put forward and what we need to be doing. And it can feel lonely. It can feel horrible. And I'm going to tell you when everyone was partying on Halloween, when everyone was engaging in evil spirits and doing all of those things, I was alone in my apartment. And yeah, it was, it kind of sucked a little bit, but I knew that I was not opening myself up to that and that felt even better than it felt worse. Like it felt, it was just way better than what, you know, feeling alone may feel like. And It's just things like that. It's just making conscious decisions that may not be popular. That's going to be hard. Not going to the party or going to the party and not getting drunk. Right? Baby steps. Deciding not to swear. 
changing the music that you listen to. Being upfront about what you are comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with watching. Living a life set apart is not easy. And it's not meant to be easy, but you can rely on God's grace. You can rely on his strength and his joy and love for you to help you push forward. Because what he has for you is so much better. The pleasure you may get from watching porn, the pleasure you may get from masturbating, the pleasure you may get from your one night stands, the pleasure you may get from these unfulfilling, what may feel good in the moment, moments and things will not sustain you. They're not going to sustain you and they're not going to be fulfilling. What God has for you and God's spirit and his presence with you is more fulfilling than you will ever know. And actually, I was watching um, an Instagram reel (laughs) the other day, and Maddie Pruitt, um, if you're not familiar, she went on The Bachelor, and then she, when she got off The Bachelor, decided to use her platform as a place for Jesus and showing the gospel. But she was talking about how, this was before she got married, how, you know, when she's walking down the aisle one day, she's not going to be like, man, I can't talk to these guys. I can't kiss five million guys. I can't go to a bar. I can't flirt with other guys. It's like, that's not what you're thinking when you're getting married and you're walking down the aisle. What you're thinking is, I cannot wait to just be with you. I cannot wait to come home to you. I cannot wait to only be yours. And it's the same mentality we need to have with God. Again, it's going to be unpopular. And to have this as a reminder, Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and improve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And, you know, I was thinking about in a practical setting, yes, but like, how can we do this? It's like, how are we renewing our minds? And it's like, you've got to read your Bible, guys. How are you supposed to understand the will of God and the, his, his heart and his character if you don't know who he is? And another way that you can do this is to find other believers, surround yourself with other believers and surround yourself with those who have the spirit of God living in them. Jesus is the only one that can satisfy 100%. No one is saying otherwise. I'm not even saying otherwise, but when it feels like you're all alone and when you start not to conform to this pattern, the patterns of this world, when you are alone, you are going to want to support and you're going to want to walk in the light with others and you're going to want to be able to talk about these feelings and the situations that you're in with others. And not only that, it's a great way to keep each other accountable and you know you're going to mess up. I know you're going to mess up. And you know why I know that? It's because I've messed up and I know that. (laughs) And again, that's okay. God did not come to condemn, but to save. So I want to encourage you all with this first James 5:16. Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Let's say you mess up. Go to God, repent, say, "Hey, I messed up. This is what I did." He knows you messed up. He knows all things. He's the creator of all things. He created you and he's watching you and he knows when you mess up, but it's recognition that you've messed up and that you want to do better and that you want to really fulfill his will and his plan and really live out what the kingdom of God is supposed to look like. So going to him and praying to him like, hey, I messed up. This is what I did. I don't want to do that. Like it felt good in the moment, but I'm unfulfilled because I felt your presence missing in the moment. 
and have a conversation. Talk about what alternatives that you can engage in instead. Talk about what other things that you can be doing. Talk about how you feel. Talk about why you did what you did and how you can be redirected. And this can be seen in multiple scenarios. Like you could have like cheated on someone, right? And that's not great. So you decided to go to God. But another way that this can be seen is when God closes doors for you and then you run away and you go do something else. And it's like, you know, we have to remember that God works in all things. We need to rejoice when he closes doors. We need to rejoice when he says no. Be thankful for the no's. Be thankful for the closed doors. Because the reason he does that is because he has something better for you. And you cannot be engaged in what he has for you and be full and abundant in his plan and his spirit when you're entertaining other spirits. And again, just really surrounding yourself with those who understand what it's like to be set apart. And that's what's going to help you. But Another thing, too, is we cannot just only be surrounded by other Christians. Like, yeah, that's fine and handy dandy, but then again, what's the point? The enemy wants to shut us up. He wants the gospel to not be spread around. He wants to win. And he can't win if, or he can win if he knows that we know the gospel and we're doing this. Or this. Or this. Like, it's very important that we have the support system of other believers and that we can relate and talk to about situations and really discuss and pray together because we are not meant to do life alone and we're supposed to be in community. But when we're not surrounded by those who aren't believers, we're not sharing the gospel. And that is a problem. So it is my challenge to you to not to conform to the patterns of this world, to live your life set apart and to Surround yourself with a support system of believers, but also to see how God is using you in this season and how he's using you to share the gospel because he's at work and he uses people and he's using you in this season to carry out his will and his plan for you. And if you're not really sure what that looks like, pray about it. He will reveal it to you. Ask him to reveal it to you. Ask him to soften your heart, to be open to what he may have for you, even though you, like, especially if you've been feeling like it's not something that you want or something that, you know, is not going to be good for you. I think that really just surrendering is what's going to get you to where you want to be. This is a lot. And I know that this is going to be controversial because it's not popular. And the Bible has said that, that it's not going to be popular, but we cannot conform to the patterns of this world. And it's, Really important, again, to remember that, like, if anyone sins against you, it's not them. It's hate the sin, and not hate, but be upset or mad at the sin, not the sinner. Because we're all, we're all made in God's image. Someone may be under the influence of a demonic spirit and not aware of it. And you may not even be aware of it. So I think it's just really important to humble yourselves and love others and love your enemies and just continue to be humble and serve others in order to, you know, be gentle have gentleness towards others and be tender towards others. And that's what's going to hopefully have them realize like, oh, like I want to be like that. What's different about them? They have the spirit of God in them. Thank you so much for listening. I know that this is a hot topic and, you know, I'm happy to bring on guests and talk about this more. You know, I, again, I just challenge you not to conform to the patterns of this world and to surround yourself with other believers in order to share the gospel. And if you have any questions, comments, thoughts, please let me know. Um, in the comments below. You can also 
you know, chime in here on Spotify if you're listening there. Um, But yeah, I will see you guys and talk to you guys next week with a new episode. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye.